On this episode of Running Your Mouth podcast, we get to speak to Mariama Kardija Conte from Sierra Leone. Mariama is a 400 and 800 metre runner and represented Sierra Leone at the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast in 2018. We hope you enjoy it. G'day and welcome back to the next episode of Running Your Mouth podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by Kat Kakavis, one of our previous guests and also our extra special host. How are you, Kat? I'm good, thanks, Ben. How are you? Good, it's great to you. be back. <laughs> now, as as the uh, instigator for our Acknowledgement of Country, you're, uh, you're going to do it for us again today, which is great. Thank you. Um, so we'll do that and then we'll jump into introducing our guest. Wonderful. So I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on whose lands that we meet and share from today. So for Ben and myself, we're on the Gold Coast. We're on the Yugambeh speaking country of the Bundjalung Nation. And our special guest is dialing in from Gadigal country of the Aora Nation down in Sydney. I'd also like to pay my respect to elders past and present and acknowledge that our special guest comes from another beautiful country, Sierra Leone, and I'd like to acknowledge her forefathers, the Madingo and the local tribes of Sierra Leone. Our very special guest today from Sierra Leone, now living in Sydney, is Mariama Khadija Conte. Hello, Mariama. Welcome. Hi, Ben. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. And we're lucky enough to have Kat filling in for Jimmy today um, and Kat is actually the one that suggested to us that we get in touch with you to come and have a chat on the podcast so we'll stoke that you're available and we can uh, talk all about you uh, coming to Australia and your awesome running achievements. Yeah we can't wait to hear your yeah. story Khadija. Yeah that's all right I'm so happy to be here um and I can't wait to share my story. <laughs> uh, great. So when Kat approached me, Khadija, and suggested that we get in touch with you to come on the show, she mentioned that you, she met you uh, out here at the Commonwealth Games and you were representing Sierra Leone at the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast in 2018. So already I thought, oh, this is awesome. This is an international athlete who's represented on the world stage. What a great guest to get. Um, and then Kat told me a little bit more about how now you're in, in Australia and how you come to um, now call Australia home, which was uh, a whole other fantastic story to um, hear a little bit of. And I can't wait to hear your story on that. But I thought first, um, we've had a bit of an introduction to Sierra Leone via Kat on our, one of our earlier episodes. And Kat is, uh, I keep reminding you, still our highest rating episode so far, most listened to episode with Kat. Uh, and talking about the work she's done with the Sierra Leone Marathon Foundation. Um, but what I'd love to know, as a, as a young kid growing up in Sierra Leone, how did you start running? When did running start? Um, I started my running when I was in primary school. Yeah, I was running for my school, primary, and when I go to secondary school and I keep running, until I go to international level. You make it sound that simple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's simple to say, but 
it's hard to get there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, according to the World Athletics IAAF profile, whichever term we go with these days, um, so you it tells us that you ran the 400 and the 800 at the Com Games. Is that right? Yep. Okay, and that's has that always been you did as a kid? Is that were they the distances you focused on? Um, no, I was doing um the 400 and the 200 meters. Yeah, but when I'm training, like my coach look at me and said, "You have a lot of endurance, so I need to switch you to 800." That's where the changes comes in, <laughs> and they switch me to four and eight instead of four and two. Yeah. And which one do you prefer? I prefer the 400 because <laughs> I love running the 400. <laughs> yeah, me too, Khadija, actually. Yeah. So when I was in secondary school as well, I was running the 400-metre event and that was my favourite. And they're yeah. different. The 400 and the 800, you use different systems in your body, different energy systems. Yeah. An interesting combination. Yeah, it's two different events and it's very hard to run those two because the 800 have its own technique and the 400 also. So you have to train for both <laughs> different did you, events. Did you find when making the switch there was more difference between the 4 and the 8 than the 200 and the 400? Yeah, there was a difference because when I started running the 800 and I started liking the 800 like, because when I'm finishing the race, like the first 400, I'll cross in within 58, 59. And when I'm finishing, I'll be so strong also. Like I started liking the 800 also, but I like 400. 400 is my favorite. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, so going off the top of my head, I think I saw that your 400 PB was... 56 something is that right um no my 400 pb is 55 all right so i'll ask that again yeah. i'll edit that out <laughs> no, give her right. one no, second no, 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 no. so yeah i was just gonna fix what i said but sorry fifth i've robbed one second right. that's a lot of time in a 400 <laughs> and uh for the 800 i'll see if i got this one right was it was it 206 the hit on red. No, the hit on red, my PB is 2012. Right, yeah. See, I gave you yeah. seconds there, so we'll call <laughs> that even. <laughs> right. Times that we couldn't even imagine, Ben. No. Just no. absolutely flying, Khadija. <laughs> yeah. And so now you're in Sydney. So you grew up in, sorry, you grew up in Sierra Leone. You, you, you focused on the two and four. You've then moved, your coaches moved to the four and eight. Was the, was the Com Games, was that your first big international event? Commonwealth um, Yeah. Yeah. Because um, 2017, we went to Azerbaijan to the, um, the Solidarity Games. One of, I think it's a major games also. Yeah. We went there. And that's the place where I ran the PB. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, at Azerbaijan. Yeah, I ran there. But Commonwealth is my first major game. Yeah. Okay. So Commonwealth Games, um, you, you did the Solidarity Games out of Azerbaijan, ran a PB there, 
12 months later or not even you're in Australia at the Commonwealth Games. Most of our listeners, I'm sure, are recreational runners. You know, we, we do park run. We might do a half marathon, a marathon, maybe a few run ultras, but I don't think we'd have a lot of people that focus on distances like the 400 and the 800. Mm. In fact, I don't yeah. have many people that, that focus on 5K. Um, so for, for people like us, the training is, you know, there's a lot of similarities between what we train for a, a 10K or a, you know, a half marathon or a marathon. But that high speed, high intensity type stuff, the fours and the eights and the twos, that what, what would a training week look like for you leading into the Commonwealth Games? Um, it was hard because training for the hit on red and the 400, it's not an easy tax. And the national coach that was with us, oh my God, he's something else. Like, <laughs> he trained us so hard that you forgot to eat your food. But <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. It's difficult to run the four and eight. That's that would consist a lot of training. Yeah. But when I was in Sierra Leone, when training for the hit on red, I can run half marathon also when I was running the hit on red. I run half marathon, like 10Ks. Yeah, I used to run back. <laughs> like my coach is like, oh, you have the endurance. I want to switch. I said, no, I don't want to go. Like I like running the 400. And then whenever there is a competition for marathon, it will say, Okay, go and run half marathon, and then I'll go and I win. Like I won a lot in McKinney, the half marathon, the Sierra Leone yeah. marathon right. in McKinney, Sierra <laughs> Leone marathon in McKinney. Yeah, I won some trophies there before I left. <laughs> before I left for <laughs> Sierra Leone, but she's very versatile. So, I think that's what we're we're learning. <laughs> so, so it's very hard. Yeah. So you'd still, so you still did. You're still doing lock decent length long runs and those sort of things um with your four and eight hundred training like would you still go out for a you know two and a half hour two two and a half hour run once or no sometimes we have long training sometimes not like yeah because when we are training for the 400 here like we have 300s we run more than 10 300s you run 300s you run 400 itself and you run 600 meters in training, yeah, when training for the 400, you run 600 meters, 400, 500, yeah. And also sprint because for the finishing, you have to have the, the strength to finish. So we sprint, we join the sprinters to sprint, yeah. How many, how many sessions a week, how many runs a week would you do? Um, let me say... Because a full train cross day, okay, we start Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. For a day, like for a day, I'll run like five runs. Yeah, for a day, yeah. So five training sessions in a day. Yeah. And that's for at least four days a week. Yeah. Wow. That was in Sierra Leone? No, in here, in Australia. Okay. Yeah. And so, so that was that leading to the Commonwealth Games and you ran there. Um, then you, in Australia, in Australia, training Australia, have you, is your training similar? Are you training under the same 
coaching regime? Have you got a coach? What's your training look like at the moment? Are you still are you eyeing off more um, international races if they come back? Yeah, um, actually, there's a difference between training here and in Sierra Leone. Yeah, because here, when when I was back in Sierra Leone, I would hear some people say, oh, training in overseas is, is so easy. You can't run this, you can't run that. But when I came here, I realized it's a lie. Like, it's a great <laughs> difference. Training here is harder than the one I was doing before in Sierra Leone. Yeah, it's hard. But the thing about here, even if you if you injured, you have a physio from the team or from the coach. The coach can help you out. Like some of the coaches, I think they do physio thing. I don't know, but it can help you before you go to the physio. All those stuff. But back then in Sierra Leone, we don't have those things. Like when you injured, it will take some time before you started running again, and it's gonna be hard for you to be healed. Yeah, so there is a difference. And the training here is harder than the one back in Sierra Leone. It's hard. Like when I was back home, I can snitch from training. If my coach said, why are you not here today? I said, oh, I'm sick. But inside, I'm not sick. Like I'm maybe I'm tired. And I would be lying to my coach, I'm sick. And he's like, what's wrong? I said, oh, I'm feeling this pain or this one. Because I want to rest. Because the coach will be come to training, you have competition, all this stuff. And when you train too much there, you will get injured because we don't have rest. Here you train in between. You don't train every day, every day. But in Sierra Leone, we train morning, evening. Yeah. But the way we train here, it's in between, but it's hard. It's more harder than the one there. Yeah. In Sierra Leone, we train every day, but it's not that hard. But here, oh my God, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Are you are you training with a club in Sydney, um, or are you? Um, yeah, yeah. I was training with the club before my uncle put me back to sit down. Yeah, yeah. I was training with this club, um, Speed City. Speed City. One, um, yeah, Speed so City. The trainer, Sydney. The trainer Woody Hill. Yeah, that's the place we had to train. I was training them with before, but my uncle, and since then my uncle, I don't know if either it's turned down or I don't know what's wrong with it because I went to the physio and they said it's a minor thing, but it's still paining. Mm-hmm. Like it's on and off. It will feel better today and tomorrow. It's another story. Yeah. So for the moment, I'm not training with a club, with an athletics club. But I'm training with one fit club so I can keep fit for me not to sit down here and get fat with these McDonald's things on. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what Khadija is, is raising is really interesting, the, the contrast or the difference between life in Sierra Leone and, and life in Australia. Like, yeah. yeah. Physios, for example, and having access to health care and she's talked about McDonald's as an example. There's no McDonald's in Sierra Leone. So, yeah. No no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so lots of differences between life there, whether yeah. it's about your training or whether it's just about general day-to-day. Yeah, it's a different, yeah. So what was it, what was life like for you in Sierra Leone before you left to come to the Com Games? Um... Life in Sierra Leone was not easy. 
Yeah, it was actually hard. But with family around, you can cope. Even if it's hard, when you look at your family member, you can say, oh, they are still alive and hope. Let's keep going. But it was really hard. And especially when it comes to athletics in Sierra Leone, it's so hard for us, for the athletes in Sierra Leone, because there is only one person who is focused, who focuses on athletics and who is helping people, even up to now, like the president, the president of athletics, Abdul Karim Sise. He's a great man. He has helped a lot of athletes and he's still helping. He takes care of athletes in Sierra Leone at his own place. He feed them, like take good care of them. That's the way he was doing for us. I think he's the only one who is, I don't know, maybe he, because he was doing sports before, but he loves sport, like especially athletics. And he's helping a great to athletes in Sierra Leone. But it's hard in Sierra Leone. Before I came here, it was so hard. But all I can see now is thanks to the Almighty for everything. Yeah, life is getting better, even if not that much, but better there is a difference between me in Sierra Leone and here yeah. for now yeah yeah there's a great difference and was is was athletics and sport whether it's running or football or any other sport um is that is that a way um is it a bit of a I guess a way of not necessarily way out but a way of um just disengaging from the things that aren't great over there? Like, is it a bit of an escapism type thing for people? Like when you're running, you can just focus on your running for half an hour and, you know, is there, is there what am I trying to ask you? Mm, and you don't think about how hard life is when you're doing sport. So when you're running or when someone is playing soccer or football, you know, it can help them to forget maybe. Yep. Especially athletics. I don't know much about football, but I think it's the same because for me, athletics makes me happy, especially when I'm running. Like I just like running. Goodness, <laughs> yeah. <my>. <laughs> it <laughs> makes me happy. And whenever I do running, like even if I'm stressed up, I'll just grab my shoes. I said, oh, let me go to the park and do run. Like I forgot everything and I'll be like, nothing happened. So for me, running makes me happy. I don't know for other people because some people, some do it for fun. Like some will just go there, go have the fun. But athletics is good because it makes someone happy and it makes you strong. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people, and whilst in Australia, it's obviously nothing like Sierra Leone and dealing with completely different things, but that just throwing your shoes on and going for a run for, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, two hours, whatever, to, you know, feel good and make yourself happy. I think that's universal. I think mm -hmm. that happens everywhere. Um, but, yeah, certainly dealing with very different things in Sierra Leone than, than someone in Australia. And, and I love what Khadija said about how running also makes her feel strong. And I think that yeah. that is also a common theme, that it makes you feel strong in your body physically, yeah. but it also yeah. makes you feel strong in your mind as well. Mind, yeah. When, when you got selected for the Commonwealth Games, um, and now I guess we'll talk a bit about you now staying in Australia. So for the listeners, and I'll get you, might get you to explain this a bit more if it's okay, 
you you came out here when you got to Australia. You put in an application for asylum. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. you you now live in Australia and you've come here come here under the um, asylum seeker process. Yes. So was that um, was that a, was there any motivation to get to the Commonwealth Games for those reasons, or was that something that an idea that came later? Um. Actually. When I was sorry, sorry, in well, Sierra Leone, I'll just clarify, but you went through it the right way. So you came out, you put it, you did it, put in an application and did it through the, the correct process. Is that mm. right? Um sorry. You you applied for asylum through the, the normal means that someone would in coming into Australia or another country. Whereas yep. have, I know Melbourne 2006 Commonwealth Games, we had some athletes from other countries come out and um, they scattered, they, they ran away. They did their event and then disappeared. So I know, I'm not sure if that happened here as well in, in 2018, but um, that's not the process you you went through. You actually put in an application and went through all the right channels. Yeah, yeah. For us, we put in the application, like I put in the application for the, the asylum in Australia. So I did it and I sent it and they grant me um, the bridging visa because we, I applied for a protection visa, but they grant me a bridging visa. Yeah. So the bridging visa I'm living with now doesn't have an expiring date. Like, okay. Yeah, you can just leave as long as, as long as you don't have problem with anyone. Yeah, it's not gonna expire. Like, but since then the application is put on hold. Yeah. They don't get on to me yet. Not, I don't know, but I'm still waiting for them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't say to you, oh, you're a world-class athlete. You can stay if you run for Australia. Um, I can say, yeah, if they accept <laughs> me to run for them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if they want me to run for them, I can run for them. All right, all right. <laughs> So the option's there. Athletes, yes, the right, option is there. Listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So and now, so you've been here three years now. Yeah, three years. Other than Commonwealth Games, you've been in Sydney the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, and that's. I've been in Sydney. Yeah. So with your uh, your bridging visa, you mentioned that you're, you're here now um, until they give you an Australian singlet, so come run for us. So when you get your, uh, you're here now on the bridging visa but, and you said it's sort of open-ended, does that put any restrictions on you about if you wanted to return to Sierra Leone, could you still just come back to Australia? Can you still travel in and out of Australia or is it mm. is it only for the time that you're here? Um, The visa doesn't have a time on it, yeah. And also there is a restriction you can travel if you want, but you can't come in again with that same visa unless you apply for another one. Okay. So I think yeah. that is on bridging A. Yeah. And if yeah. you want to come back in, you need bridging B. Yeah, I think so. But it's going to be hard, yeah, because if you go, you have to apply again to come in Australia because you can't come in again with that same visa you used to go out. Mm-hmm. So the, the restriction on the visa... You should not travel, mm. only yeah. within Australia. That's, so it's, it's almost the 
well, so you can come to Australia, but you're not allowed to leave. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Within Australia, you can travel within Australia. You can go to Queensland, Melbourne, anywhere in Australia, but you can't go out of Australia. Mm-hmm. If you go out, you will not come inside unless you find another way. Mm-hmm. So does that um does that influence you and your planning for future running events? So um, if you were to run, let's say, well, Tokyo hopefully happens this year. If, if you were picked in the Sierra Leone side mm. national team, could you, and you went to Tokyo, what happens there? Um, at the moment, I'm not training, so of course. <laughs> it's a good I'm not thinking... we'll just hypothetical, yes, yes. We'll, we'll say you would have made it if you were training. Uh, if I was training, well, if I was training, I don't know, because maybe if I went to a competition and I won, and maybe the Australian team would say, okay, can you join our team or can you run for us? And if they want me to run for them, I would definitely run for them. <laughs> but now you consider yourself Sierra Leonean and Australian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because I would love to run for Sierra Leone, but for some reason, if I run past here and Australia wants me to run for them, I'll run for them. Yeah. Fair good enough. to know. That's cool. That's K- good. Khadija, how do you feel about not going home to Sierra Leone? Do you miss home? Do you feel sad to not see your family? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, not that I don't want to go home, just that home is not safe for me now and I don't have the opportunity to go and come back. Mm. Yeah. And my family, that's the most thing I miss in Sierra Leone. Yeah. I miss them so much because I'm all alone here. Like everyone is back there. I'm only here. I'm the only one here. So I miss them a lot. Mm. And I know they miss me too. And you, so you yeah. were you 21 at the Commonwealth Games? Yep. So you're only 24 now. Is that right? 24. So yep. one year old, you've left home, not knowing when you'd ever go back. It's very brave. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Very brave yeah. that you did. Yeah, that's um it takes a lot of courage. Mm. Yeah. So now, now we're focusing on you going to run for Australia. We've established that. Um, <laughs> um, do you have anything, like you mentioned your ankle. Okay, so that's, you've obviously got to get that right so you can get back to full training, training. and competing. Yeah. Is there anything on the horizon? Like uh, are there any race meets and that that you sort of look at within Australia and go, I want to get to that event, I want to compete in that, I want to see how I go, I guess, against maybe Australia's best 400, 800 meter runners. Yeah, that's the best thing I'm hoping for because, like I said, I love running 400, and that's the event I want to run like, like now. And are there any competitions that you know about in Sydney, in Canberra, in Melbourne, anywhere in Australia that you're looking at? Um, yeah, one in Canberra, but. I don't know the name of the competition, actually. I don't know which one is that. But one is there that I went there last year. Yeah, I went there last year. And I'm looking forward to that one because I think 
normally that's the one they normally choose athletes for big com- competition. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I think so. Yeah. And I have one of my friends, like the guy running the 400 presently in Australia, her name is Bendere. Yeah, she's my friend. <laughs> she's like, come back to training. I said, I'm coming. You know, my uncle is, is giving me headache. So, yeah, she's my friend. Like, she inspired me also. Like, she's an inspiration for me now. Like, I loved the 400 before, but seeing her running makes me love it more. Oh. When she is in the track, oh, my God. <laughs> I just love people running 400 <laughs> yeah she's good she's good actually yeah i think she's the fastest 400 woman right now is in australia right. yeah good try yeah and she, she she i think they choose her for the the olympic games the tokyo thing and she's yeah. my friend that's really lucky yeah she's my <laughs> she's my friend and i can't wait to run with her there's um I've noticed there's guys the the Bankstown Athletics Club. Um, I don't know how far you are from there, but they seem to be putting on quite a bit of stuff, um, track events and stuff out at Bankstown, um, and they've been live streaming them and they've been really good. Yeah, the the Bankstown one. I've been there before. I've been there before. Yeah, I started training with them before. Yeah, before I go to the coach at Royal Hill. Yeah, when we came first in Australia, me and my colleague Ishmael, we were trained with um, Joke Athletics. Yeah, and this white guy, his name is Jock. Jock. Yeah, he's training at, I don't know, Konula, I think so, somewhere around there. Yeah, but they also, they are into this long distance thing. They don't have this. Printing, yeah. They have this long distance. Everything is about distance runners, marathon, all this. Yeah, that's that's why we live there and go to <clears throat> the coach at Willy Hill. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's a fair way, yeah. Yeah, because we, we are doing sprinting. Yeah, that's why we live and move to Willy Hill and do the training. Yeah, but I trained with Bankstown before, and I also competed at Bankstown last year. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to look out for Khadija on the, on the next lot. live stream yeah. once her ankle is better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, you did say, I won't harp on this, but you did say if Australia picked you, you'd run for Australia, which is great. But what did it feel like at the Commonwealth Games to represent your country, to represent Sierra Leone to the whole, I guess, the Commonwealth, you know, like a, whole, a big chunk of the world were watching that? Yeah, um, it feels good to represent my country. Yeah, it feels good. Only one person can do anything for an athlete. Everyone is on their own, fighting for their own thing. But I think now they started doing better things for the athletes because I heard that they sent two of the athletes for training camp at, I think, Senegal. Yeah, for this Tokyo game. Mm. Yeah. But I think the president himself did that. I don't know. I don't have any good idea about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just heard that he sent two athletes to the Senegal to do some training for the, the Olympic Games. Right. So they're slowly yeah. starting to get some more support, support 
Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. And that kind of thing. Now I'll just uh, segue into speaking of support for runners and running in Sierra Leone. Um, you, I don't know if you have had anything to do with Kat when she's done the stuff, the fundraising and those things for the Sierra Leone Marathon, the Sierra Leone Marathon Foundation. Marathon. Group, club. Sierra Leone Marathon Project. Project. We are now the Make Ways Foundation. Make Ways mm. Foundation mm. now. So the Make Ways Foundation are also planning something pretty big for the running community over in Sierra Leone. Kat, do you want to fill us in on that? Yes, and I have talked a little bit with Khadija about this and it is an evolution of some level of support we've been giving a small group of runners in Sierra Leone for many many years and that is which we have mentioned on the most listened to podcast <laughs> before, episode. episode podcast Not episode podcast. <laughs> um, so there's a, a group of young runners in Sierra Leone in the village of Kamakwe, which is in the north part of Sierra Leone, that we have been supporting for some years. And what that looks like is supporting them to get to the Sierra Leone Marathon every year, and also making sure that they have some shoes, some clothing, and some other items that they need to make sure that they're able to run safely. And in the past, I've been able to take donated items to Sierra Leone when I've traveled there. However, with not knowing when we are going to be able to travel again, particularly to West Africa, we started to dream up what we could do next. And so the plan is to collect donations again, shoes, clothing, hats, drink bottles, basically anything you can imagine seeing in a sports shop we're going to pack it into a container and ship it to Sierra Leone. And then once it arrives, we are going to open Sierra Leone's very first sports store. And so the plan for this sports store, it will be a a not-for-profit business. And that will mean that the money that is raised within the store will support local employment. So giving people some jobs. It will also support the children within our marathon project to be able to go to the marathon. So instead of doing fundraising in Australia, for example, we'll be raising funds and awareness inside Sierra Leone for athletics and for running. And I hope also Khadija one day, if this store is a success, that we can also be part of the story for developing athletes like yourself in Sierra Leone. And whether in the beginning it starts with supporting them with some good quality shoes to wear or some good quality clothes to train in and then looking down the track where we can maybe support them with scholarships or helping them with with jobs or some kind of financial incentive to keep them going with their running because what you've been sharing with us today is that it's really hard to be an athlete in Sierra Leone And there aren't a lot of ways that the country is able to support people like yourself who have such amazing talent and there isn't the, yeah, the systems in place to be able to help people to become the best athlete that they can be. So there's some pretty big dreams in there. Yeah. (laughs) Khadija, how do you see that as an idea for for Sierra Leone 
you know, we're planning to open the sports store in Freetown, the capital city, with maybe a small store in McKenney where we have both been and done the Sierra Leone Marathon and Half Marathon, and maybe even another little small store in the village of Kamakwe. What do you think about that idea? Um, yes, that's a great idea. And that will really help athletes in Sierra Leone, trust me. If that happens, and I know it's going to happen, that will, really, that, will, that will help them. It will help athletes and that will motivate them, like give them the courage to say, okay, let me go to training. Let me train, let me fight hard so I can be in this, this project. That will motivate them and give them the, like extra strength or, or energy for them to train more. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea and a great plan. I hope, yeah, you go through this well. It's really great. Thanks, Khadija. And it's really amazing because we haven't officially begun collecting the donations, but some people have started to give me some shoes or some clothing. And every time I look at them, I think, wow, somebody in Sierra Leone is going to be so happy to have shoes or to have this top or to have this drink bottle because the reality is in in your country that those types of of items aren't very easy to find find, yeah and the quality they are too expensive Mm. not everyone can afford them Mm. so we really want to make this affordable for people and like i said we really want to support local running groups including our our group up in Kamakwe, but also some groups in Freetown. And we really want to look at how we can keep expanding this to support and develop athletes. That's a great one. It's so amazing, Kate. You have good plans. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Khadija. (laughs) Do Do you have a message for other young aspiring athletes over in Sierra Leone? Yeah, of course, because I always talk to them and give them message so I can say it again, like I always told them, especially the girls, like I talk to the girls, the young ones, a lot of them from my training camp, yeah, from other camps, I talk to them, like I said, you guys should not give up, like just put in your effort, train hard, do whatever you can do in your sporting career, it can help you one day, even if not now. The struggle is tough, but at the end, you will benefit something from it. Like I always talk to them, you guys should patient, have this patient in you, do whatever you have to do, train hard. The training should be hard. And I told them the training here is very harder than the one there. So you guys ever think, oh, these people don't train, it's hard here. So they will know the training is hard. So I told them, you guys should focus like, okay, Focus, do whatever you're doing. Forget about all those other things. You can do them later. Like when I was in Africa, I don't party. Like I don't go to parties. But now I can, maybe the weekend I'll just say, oh, let me just go somewhere or go to this party, have fun. Yeah. I I always told them that. And I'm telling them now to my colleague, my young athletes in Sierra Leone. Like I know it's hard, but keep the faith and believe that one day it will happen. Yeah. Yeah, Beautiful message. And 
Khadija, I'm thinking about you sharing your story about how you're inspired by other 400 meter runners in Australia. And I am sure that you are inspiring so many young athletes in Sierra Leone. And I particularly love that you're talking to the young women of Sierra Leone and giving them hope. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we've we've kind of wrapped up all, I guess, the formal questions. Was there anything else you wanted to share? You think it's important for our listeners to hear um, either your story or just anything in general, whether it's about running training or specific to Sierra Leone and living now in Australia. Is there, is there anything you wanted to, anything else you want to share? I don't think so, because <laughs> I think I've said everything I have to. Hey, yeah, really yeah. Yeah, we do have, I have one more question. So you wouldn't know this, but um, every episode, every guest we have on, I always ask them um, this one question. It's, it's my question. I like to ask it and I uh, enjoy hearing the answers. And it's, it's what is the weirdest thing that you've ever seen or had happened on a run? Strangest thing has happened while you've been running. Doesn't have to be in Sierra Leone, can be in Australia, whatever. We've probably got way more weirdos in Australia anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, actually, a lot of weird things happen when you are running, because <laughs> especially when you are running the 400, when you, you start the first 200, it seems like you're going, and when you are about to go to the 300 to finish to the 400, oh my god, it's like you're seeing some I don't know, some small, small things walking around your head. <laughs> but that's where the witnesses when you're trying to finish the 400 from the 300 to finish the 400, you will feel like, okay, this thing is will come to you like, stop. I'm tired. No, the other will say, no, keep going. Don't stop. Someone is behind you all this. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, like, it's like you're seeing a devil standing in front of you waiting <laughs> for it to capture you. It's really hard, you know? That, that and idea of the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder. The angel saying, keep yeah. going, keep going. <laughs> and the devil will say, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of weird things happen anyway, because maybe you 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 will be running and you see someone else walking. You'll be like, oh wow, this is funny. If you if you are coming from the back, maybe someone in the front is tired, and you say, oh, what? Let me just go and pass, <laughs> and you will just go. Yeah, that's it happens. <laughs> Gives us a bit of insight into that track athlete's perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and. Khadija, I think, you know, for Ben and myself, a lot of the time we're, we're not running around in circles on a track. We're running outside in nature. And, and so the weird things that we see are often, you know, outside other people, other animals, things like that. But for you, it's, it's quite an internal experience because you're going around and around. around. <laughs> I have a feeling, and this is, excuse me for my not being able to remember, but the days I did go to the Commonwealth Games, I reckon I did see women's 400. Mm -hmm. um, I know I saw the men's um, 
5K uh, race. And I saw, a, so I think there was a four by 100 heats or something as well. But I've got a feeling there was definitely a 400. I don't know if it was the men's or women's. I can't remember. I was chasing three kids around the back of the. Oh, gosh. So maybe men saw you <laughs> at the Commonwealth. Yeah, I was going to say I did and I was extremely impressed. <laughs> I watched you on the live stream, Khadija, and I was also very impressed. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. <laughs> well, I think that wraps it up. I think we're done. Um, thanks very much for coming on again. It was uh, we sort of put you on the spot and um, short notice, hit you with a few questions, and you, you did extremely well. And hopefully, it gives everyone a little bit of insight into. Um, what it takes to one get to the Commonwealth Games, but also from a, a place of significantly less privilege than somewhere like Australia, um, and the hard work you have to put in to get there. So, well done to you! Fantastic accomplishment. Um, can't wait to see what you do next. And thanks for giving us some of your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks to you too. <laughs> thanks to you guys too for having me here. Oh, that's our pleasure. And in Sierra Leone, they would say plenty thank you. Plenty thank you. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. I made the whole episode without swearing and then you make me do it in Sierra, Sierra Leone and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> in Creole. <laughs> All right. We'll let you go. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, thanks again. Yeah. We'll talk soon. All right. Yeah. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.